Greetings, heathens and witches. I'm John. This is Julie, and we are here for the Horn and Cauldron podcast. podcast. Yeah. So this is episode three. Yay! It's no longer 2020. No more, guys. What's up? That's right. Small we victories. made it. Sort of. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So today is ten tips for a magical new year. So uh, we're gonna go through these fairly quickly but uh i think i think it should be i think it should be good. Yeah. yeah and these are tips for both um people who have been practicing for a while but also for all of you baby witches out there uh and you can call yourself baby witches but like i'd really like to call you apprentices because that sounds super magical and it does really sound better yeah i'm all into sounding like as bougie witch as possible so um our first tip is meditate often. So because 2020 was 2020, I'm sure we've all heard about the benefits of meditation. I am not going to go through all of those, no, we're not. but we can all pretty much agree that meditation is a component of a healthy lifestyle at this point yeah, in time. And also meditation isn't just like whatever, like it's more than just what you think of meditation is. You can meditate in a whole bunch of different ways. There's like a bajillion apps out there for you to look up. We've got up. a whole show planned on it. Yeah, we're going to do individual shows on pretty much all of these things. Yeah. So like, yeah, let's let's move, let's get into meditation. Yeah, so meditation is not just important because it's a component of a healthy lifestyle, but um, meditating and meditating often helps you to um, really reach a state of gnosis, which is when your mind's focused on one thing uh, when you're working with your magic. It's very important to have that uh, because when you're working magic and like your mind is scattered, you are like thinking about like a bunch of different things. You're not like focused or honed in on it. Um, it's really easy for that to negatively affect your practice and your spells. Um, some spells um, won't work at all if you're not paying attention because you're not really putting that singular intention focus towards it or they might you know work and not work well or i mean they could like backfire <gasps> yeah well but and it's more than just your magical practice i mean if you're trying to divine something you want to be able to focus and see clearly but at the same time if you're just trying to do your job or rake the leaves or do the dishes yeah or or do the laundry or something if you're if you're jumping all over the bloody place in your head you're not focusing and when you're not focusing you risk making mistakes yeah and whether those mistakes are magical or are you just dropping your favorite pint glass in the sink or yeah shattering a jar full of tincture that you were working on <laughs> because you're using a pair of fucking <laughs> pipe wrench to get into that shit it was not not a fun time not a fun right time. Yeah. That Game of Thrones wine. I'm kind of sad that stuff was pretty all right. Yeah, I'm pretty sad uh, about that also. <laughs> but hey, you didn't yeah. have to pick glass out of a wound, so yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, so there are a lot of different ways to meditate, mm -hmm. as you said. Uh, just real quick, my favorite way to meditate is what I like to call color breathing. So what I do is instead of trying to focus on not focusing First, on anything, and the blue spray paint, and the yellow I spray paint, breathe don't in paint. whatever color I feel like I need in that moment. And like, I know there's a lot of stuff about color magic and that's even without getting into that. Like it, like sometimes thinking about like the blue of a beautiful blue sky on like a nice day for a walk is, is the thing that I want. Or, you know, like the color of like a ripe, nectarine that I'm eating. Like sometimes, like I just pick a color and I inhale that color 
through my nose and then I exhale the color that I feel like is like negativity and like bad stuff. And that color, those colors, both sides of it change like almost every time uh, for me. That is my quick tip on meditating is try what I like to call color breathing. What's uh, yours? So for me, quick tip on, on meditating and I, I do a lot of meditating. I meditate often and, and have for the greater portion of my life. Um, uh, honestly, uh, my favorite thing to do is find some, like, some good music. And it doesn't have to be, like, soft-ass. Sometimes I meditate and listen to Enya. Sometimes I meditate and listen to, like, the soundtrack for the Doom video game, which is just, like, guitars <laughs> and monsters screaming and shit. Yeah. Um. So, like, whatever sounds you want, you know, whatever. But, like, get some music on, put on some music, and just sort of, yeah. like, sit in a place. I like to sit on the couch or on the ground somewhere. And just, like, sit in a place and just listen to music. And try to think of nothing. Yeah. While it's you're tough. listening to that music. Yeah, it, that's it, tough. It is certainly tough in the beginning. It takes practice. Yeah. Like everything, literally everything, it takes practice. Yeah, but if you start small and work your way up, you'll yeah. find that you'll be able to do that. That's something a lot of people say they have a hard time with is like, I don't like, you know, you feel like you have to meditate for like 10 minutes or whatever the time frame is. Like yeah. start small and work your way up. Try it for one minute and increase from there. Like set a timer on your yeah. watch. If you've got an Apple watch, it has an app that's called Breathe that you can guided meditations yeah, find guided a guided meditation that you like I found a Scottish dude this was like in high school oh. on YouTube who had some guided meditations that were fucking great dude like yeah. I've considered doing some actually is is recording like a one minute and like maybe a five minute and then maybe like a 15 minute guided meditation yeah that would you know be just fun. like some chimes and some waves in the background sort of I'm noise I like have to have you guide my meditations what's up what's up yeah, that was a sex joke. Uh, that was a sex joke. Yeah. If you're All listening right. to this, you can't see us nod our heads when we say what's up. So fucking deal with that shit. Ah, I forgot so, to use the good So that's tip number one. Yeah. Meditate often. So tip number two is set goals and intentions. Uh, and this one is kind of like a weird one. So I am um, actually not really an advocate of uh, New Year's resolutions. I think that they just really um, make it so that people are setting themselves up for failure and and sadness and um, really not making it easy for people. So I don't really advocate going for resolutions, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a goal for the year, right? So, um, I've, and you should set goals and intentions both broadly for yourself and for individual workings. So think about like, what is it that you want to accomplish this year? Be it magical or mundane. So maybe, you know, you want to, like you know have a ritual with every sabbat or you want to learn how to do kitchen witchery or you know on the mundane side of things maybe you want to learn a language or something like that think about what it is that you want to accomplish uh, but in a in, in a way where you're not setting yourself up for failure saying I'm gonna go to the gym every single day and you don't go to the gym, that's setting yourself up for failure. You know, it's okay to not make the big goal, but you should still make the goal so it takes a little bit of challenge. If you're already going to the gym every day, setting your goal for going to the gym every day, not a super helpful goal. So yeah. Try to make your goal something that's stretching you a little bit, but not too much. Yeah, that's achievable, <clears throat> achievable but not unreasonable. Yeah. Th that being said, I I'm uh, of a slightly different opinion on this. I think that you should always have some sort of unachievably absurd dream 
somewhere in the back of your head. Think about it like that pair of jeans that we all have. We can admit to having this pair of jeans. That pair of jeans that's like five sizes too small because you wore them like freshman year of high school or some bullshit like that. Whenever the heck you were like at your smallest and they're in the back of your closet in a little dream box full of hopes and prayers, right? <laughs> Buried underneath all your winter jackets or whatever the fuck, right? And it's just, and it's always one, right? And you have it and it's like, it's okay to have that and like, like I want to lose you know, 100 pounds this year. And I'm like, listen, if you want to lose 100 pounds this year and you stick with it and you do it, good the fuck for you, dog. Like, I, no hate. 0% hate, right? But at the same time, like, you know, like, I, like I'm, I don't like gyms. I would rather work out, like, just at home with yeah. stuff, right? That's not the way, I'm not really, like, a machine workout kind of person. And, um, like, so for me, setting a goal to go to a gym every year would be absurd. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that there was a fairly large swath of time where I went to the gym twice a day. That's insane. Right? Like, every morning before work and every evening after work, like, independent of my runs and stuff. But so it's one of those things where, like, you know what place you're in in the world and where you want to go and what you can and can't achieve. So you need to, like, move intelligently yeah. with those things. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, think about the stuff that you want to accomplish this year, your goals, and then think about how your magic can help you to accomplish that. Is there some sort of ritual that you can create, some sort of spell that you can cast, maybe a jar you can put together, or some yeah. sort of amulet or sigil or something to help motivate you? I was reading, back on the fitness thing, uh, I was reading last year, there was a guy who was doing um, fitness sigils to help keep him on track with going to the gym and working out that his 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 goal was to like you know be able to lift like 150 pounds or something like that mm -hmm. uh and his and he was doing like sigils for it to help keep him motivated to do fitness so even if it's something that's mundane there are perhaps ways that your magical practice can help you with that yeah, Matt, yeah, of course. Of course, right? And if your goal is to become independent in business and and you once a week doing some sort of a magical practice, even if it's some sort of a magical practice, a spell you're casting or a jar you're creating or whatever the heck, or cards you're drawing, to keep you focused on your business, then that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, like, you don't necessarily have to, like, like do us a money spell so that way your yearly goal of of not being poor at the end of the year comes true <laughs> right because yeah. because a, a part of the magic is the doing like you got to do something yeah yeah you know so like 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 that's that realistic side of it is that is that you want to like set achievable and realistic goals that aren't absurd if you're 145 pounds you can't lose 100 pounds uh or you're a corpse it defeats the purpose right yeah so, so like <laughs> setting a goal that's unachievable has no value and relying solely on on magic to achieve your goal when in other walks of life you're not pushing yourself towards that goal also isn't feasible and isn't going to work and i mean as obvious as it sounds to say that one, some people need to hear that. And, and two, right, you need to be aware of the fact that, that 
it's called magical practice for a reason. You have yeah. to practice it. You have to do it constantly, and you have to work at it. And you know what? If today you're doing a thing, and in a week you read a book, or you listen to our stupid faces, or you're doing something else, or you just have a thought, and you're like, holy shit, everything I've been doing is wrong. I want to do it this way now. That's fine. Yeah, there's no right? there to judge There's evolution. That. There's maturity. This isn't a church. This isn't a structure, right? This is, this is a, a series of beliefs to help you sort of benefit yourself well, unless and you a series want of practices. Well, and yeah, yeah, and you can add structure to it, but it the structure isn't ex isn't from an exterior standpoint. Yeah, yeah, right. That's interior. You want to build. You build your own walls, right? Don't let other people wall you in. Is yeah, is kind totally. of what I'm saying with that. Totally. You know. Yeah. And don't let yourself wall yourself in. If like that's a thing. If you know if you if you're going down a self destructive path, you know, like steer clear of it and and have your practice help you steer clear of that. Yeah, totally. You and know? and that that can really be like a helpful catalyst to help keep you you know on on track with that. Totally. Uh, as far as intentions go, a lot of people you know kind of ask like what are intentions so an intention is what you want to get out of whatever magical working you're you're doing so uh and that's where that kind of meditation comes in because you really want to have that focus on your intentions and uh to do that you want to really like speak clearly about what your intention is specifically um and you want to visualize what and invoke what you want to attract. So like um, some like quick tips on um, intentions, uh, like some good intentions, like good intention things. So like, let's say you want to do like a protection spell, um, a good a, a, or a well-worded intention that is not, <laughs> is I am protected from other people's bad energy. Or if you're using uh, a deity or a, an entity to help you with this, you can yeah, petition you them and petition. say, protect me from other people's bad energy. Uh, but an intention that's not as good, so not bad, but not as good is I will be protected from other people's bad energy when this spell is done. Uh, and that one's kind of tricky because you're really putting it in that like law of attraction sort of mindset. And when you're saying I will be, um, really what you're saying is like, I want this to happen, but like, I don't want to put like a date or a time on it and you could say like now and you know and then but like let's be realistic like entities aren't going like it's you know it's like 245 on a tuesday better get that thing going <laughs> you know yeah. so you want to speak as if it's already there you want to self-reinforce that you're going to manifest the intention that you desire so yeah. you want to be careful about those intentions because there's always the monkey's paw sort of effect too so yeah. think about it before you start you know invoking uh try, <laughs> things try not do yeah and then also uh just going back again to the saying, by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> going back to the like goals part be realistic with your intentions as well so like do you want to do a full ritual for each sabbat well that does take planning and that takes research and that takes time to even prepare for it let alone no. actually doing the thing so if you've never done that before you have to think about the commitment that you're making to it yeah. uh and then on on the flip side of that is like if you want to do a protection spell um and your intention is i don't want bad things to ever happen to me 
that's not realistic. Sometimes bad things just happen. Yeah. You know, so don't put yourself into a place with either your goals or your intentions where you're setting yourself up to go like, oh, I'm not going to get that done. Yeah. Well, and you know what? It, part of that is that, like, um, if you say you want to do a full ritual for the for this uh, for the blots during the year, uh, then you know twenty twenty happens and you can't have people over and you know there's there's a shortage of this that or the other thing. Then you can still do rituals. You just find another way, right? Whether that's over a Zoom call or doing them privately, be you know, and just closing your circle up or or preparing the ritual and doing all that kind of stuff and then writing it up and sending it in email and you know having having your your friend group or your coven or your practicing partners or whatever do it in their own private spaces because you guys don't have the the necessary whatever to do yeah it digitally like or scaling it down instead of doing like this big fancy ritual with all these different steps and things just like scale that down yeah like like approach things realistically and like sort of roll with the punches is yeah. the best way to put that yeah you know yeah all right well next up is your sacred space so a lot of people like post pictures of their altars we do that we totally get it here's our altar yeah it's behind, <laughs> behind us, us. Yeah, uh, the whole area um this is a really good time to set up uh if you don't have one already or to clean out your sacred space and i'm going to call it a sacred space as opposed to an altar because an altar really has this like connotation to it well, it doesn't have to be um, an altar man. it, it could just be that. like a bit of like a bit of area underneath a tree where within you like hanging out and meditating or doing magic or yeah. whatever the fuck. Like it could it's, be like whatever stuff space, on your windowsill. Yeah. The idea behind something like set up or clean out your sacred space is that like sort of like show that space the respect it's yeah. due. Yeah. I try to clean and rearrange my sacred space with every Sabbath. Not, like, on the Sabbath, but, like, around the Sabbath. Because the Sabbaths have specific dates, but, uh, I mean, well, I'm we, not we change, super tied We change to ours. For, yeah. Like, with each Sabbath, we change our, our, our space to sort of fit that. Whether that's an increase of a product or a thing yeah. or a color or whatever the fuck. Or just seasonality. Yeah. Or, you know, because we got some new pretty trinkets. Yeah, we actually change we ours frequently. Yeah, so we change it pretty frequently. And and this, the idea, the reason I'm calling it a sacred space as opposed to an altar is mm. I feel like an altar is fairly limiting. And for people who are in the broom closet, like, I get it. I have been in the broom closet before. I was in the broom closet for a very long time. Um... And if you feel like you can't really, like, do any of your magic, you can't have that stuff because your family isn't, like, okay with it, or, you know, your roommates might say something, or, like, you have cats, or, you know, something like that, just make it your sacred space. And you can really make that whatever you want. Your sacred space can be as difficult as you want it to be. It can be pared down and minimalistic. It can be super extravagant and take up like a whole dresser like we have behind us. Yeah. Like you can do whatever you want with it. It's your sacred space. 
And essentially, your sacred space should be a place that you can put your magical artifacts, if you're using those, uh, nod to you chaos witches out there, uh, or I things... I guess you can put your chaos there <laughs> Just like, also. you put like a little picture of like Jeff Goldblum when he's doing the butterfly thing from Jurassic Park and he's talking about chaos. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just leave the necessary things that like, if it rolls together wrong, shit's gonna start a fire or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or things that you love that make you feel witchy. Um, you know, there are things on my altar that are not necessarily magically connected, but like I love them they make me feel witchy they make me feel good when i look at it i it makes me want to spend time just like sitting quietly at my altar and just like yeah. enjoying it that's 100 percent what my shit is listen i just have some stuff i like stuff hey look at this stuff i got a bunch of fucking stuff yeah so what kind that's of really like, the easiest way to do that yeah so uh, what kind of stuff do you have on your altar like so, as a quick tour like what, so what do you so have? so quick no camera tour and we'll do uh we'll do an altar tour at some point in time on social media follow us on social media at, at nerd jive and at goddess jewels uh we're fucking everywhere but uh, um no, for me, it's, like, rocks and, like, dried flowers and, like, crystals and, like, wax. I've got a bunch of, like, varying degrees of rocks. Like, some are, like, very nice, like, pillars that I've bought from, like, rock stores. And some of them are just, like, that rock was kind of dope in the woods while I was doing a hike. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really, honestly. Um, and then, like, some dried flowers, and then I have just, like, some stuff that's sort of, like, vaguely historical to me. Like, stuff that I have, I have, like, an old knife that's, like, just, like, rusted to shit that's, like, a, it's not, like, a ritual knife or anything. It's just, like, an old iron knife that I found with a wooden handle. And I have, yeah. like, an old, like, a, a piece of driftwood that I carved into a pipe that I use for, um incense uh for like cone yeah. incense so that way it like drifts out just like as like a fog layer on my altar very pretty with dried flowers everywhere it's very nice um yeah. it's very nice yes <clears throat> uh but so like for me it's just about like what decorations you sort of like and feel like you want in that space and then and i replace this shit and rearrange it constantly like almost every time i use it something's being moved to a different ass place um, you know, but that's just the way that I do mine. What about, yeah. what about your stuff? So I also have like a lot of those things. Like I have, I, um, I started, um, to become a patron of Aphrodite, uh, later in, or I guess I want to say earlier this year, but it's patronizing? not. Yeah. I started patronizing. It, it just sounds negative. When you started patronizing Aphrodite. That's yeah. I started, I started worshiping works. Aphrodite, uh, in <laughs> 2020. And, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to have a statuette of her on my altar. So I made it from Fimo clay and it sits on like a pretty piece of fabric with like rose petals. And, pretty like, fabrics. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fabric. Keep fabrics. an eye out for that shit. Yeah. Uh, and it sits on like rose petals and stuff. I have um, like a goblet and a little weird silver dish that I got and I use those for offerings because mm -hmm. I generally keep an offering on there. I have like some crystals um, that I've gotten from a variety of places. One of them is like a Labradorite orb because Labradorite yeah. is like my jam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and just like a couple of things. There's You've like got a one skull. of my wooden moons. Yeah, I've got one of your wooden moons. I have That's a wooden like a moon skull also. That I got from like a Halloween store, um, you know, and I've just got like, you know, stuff that kind of like matches the season. So like a pretty feather I found on the ground, some shells from the beach. Yeah. Uh, right now I've got like a little tiny like Christmas tree yeah. back there. So it's just kind of like seasonal stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, so really like there's 
there's no like necessary template that you need for your altar. But yeah, or if I were to space. say, yeah, like, if you space. wanted, a, or yeah, I'm sorry, for your sacred space, like, if you wanted, like, uh, like a like a quick blueprint of stuff to put on your sacred space, I would say any crystals that you're working with. Uh, some sort of vessel that you can put offerings on. For those of you that are in the broom closet, maybe like have a little snack in your room and then just like leave that plate in, on your sacred space. Oh. It's a very low key way shot glass. of doing that. A shot, a, glass, shot glass. a shot glass is a fucking fantastic thing to like hold an offering into. Yeah. If you can't buy something specific, I did that for a very long time and still occasionally do that. It can hold both liquids yeah. and solids. It's small. It's easy yeah. to deal with. You know, uh, that's totally. like a that's like a little secret yeah. one. But if you yeah. can burn candles, like a candle would be good. But candle I recommend holder. that you have it like in a holder or like one of those jar candles. Yeah. Be fire so... safe. We live in California. Yeah. If be you can't fire burn a candle, safe. get candle lights. I have a bunch. I bought like a fucking shitload of these LED candle light bulbs. bulbs. Yeah. Yeah. Like like light bulbs, like regular screw in light bulbs. And like I have this like dope. You can't see it in frame right now, but I have this like dope like hanging knit thing that yeah. I like attach a bunch of shit yeah. to and and that was just like a bunch of cheap Amazon stuff. Yeah, and you, you can know? also get like like a battery operated tea lights if you want to totally, do something yeah. like that. The <laughs> digital candle yeah. space is pumping. It's really great. Yeah, yeah. so it's a good time or to like get into Himalayan that. Or like a Himalayan salt lamp. Um, yeah. That's another thing too. Yeah. Uh, that's really all that you need. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that that want to have a lot of stuff on their altar or feel that they need to have a lot of stuff on your altar. And if you want that stuff and can have that stuff, that is great. But if you can't do that stuff or you don't want to do that stuff or you don't really have any of that stuff, stuff yet that's fine it builds up over time uh you know just yeah, give yourself dude, the ev grace. everybody's space is gonna look very different i mean like like julie and i's altars are supremely different yes right they're like <laughs> yes. so different side by side you know and and we and we have like a common space in the middle but we sort of like differentiate our altars very different practices yeah. very different sides of things and you know it, it's just like it you know it's all about like mutual respect and, and evolving and especially with this it's just like you know what you you don't start with you don't buy like a big old witchy house you start with a big old house and it becomes witchy with time <laughs> right and that's the thing is like yeah. is like you just need to do what you're comfortable with and what you have and what you have available and don't overstretch yourself and with time you'll slowly build up like a big old pile of rocks you have to deal with because you don't have enough space for them on your altar yeah or yeah. like too many tarot <laughs> decks and a bunch more on the way from uh from, from kickstarter, kickstarter. Yeah. because 2020 was like a bad well year speaking of that money. that's like a really oh. nice segue into our next point thank you for setting that up ha -ha, so... i didn't do it on purpose <laughs> so our next tip is organize your supplies yeah. i mean since you're cleaning everything out anyway you might as well organize and put stuff away don't just shove things into a drawer Take your or shit. a box give fucking clean give it up care to the things that you use clean up your shit yeah clean up your stuff it's, dust it <laughs> yeah dust, dust. um Get if, a baby if it's wipe a live shit or wooden like unsealed wooden or porous shit check it for mold check yeah. it for bacteria like um like uh like discoloration because you've had like gross shit going on yeah um like i have like a raw wooden mushroom like a big big mushroom we got on one of our vacations um that's just unsealed so it's just you know 
like it can get gross. Yeah. So like clean clean it up, a and like, you know, it this is this applies to everything in life, but but most importantly to spaces like this. Or it's easy to lose shit. It's easy to drop shit. It's easy to break shit. That you know, shit yeah. changes as it were. You know the. 12 rules of shit oh yeah but but, but <laughs> like but like like you just take care of it make sure that everything has a place and you know like everything has a place and every place has things and keep you know? things in the same place yeah so that you can don't, find them don't lose it you know one of the things that that we've learned over the last several years we live in northern california and northern california um, is a little, a little, a little crazy with being on fire. A little, 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 little fiery right now. Uh, last couple of years, right? So we have to, we have to evacuate, um, well, about once a year at yeah. this point in time. Um, we got to evacuate or, or, or whatever the fuck. And so part of that is like, I, like I have some like irreplaceably old and, yeah. and specialized books with regard to my craft and and so like I know where all of those are, so I can I can have them packed yeah. and ready to and go. And we actually have like a little magical go bag that sits near-ish to our altar space, so that way if something happens, we can just grab them real quick, shove yeah. them in that yeah. bag, dump and your then... dump your tarot, the tarot cards that you that matter when you know and and if you have like I have like a bunch of sets of tarot cards and a bunch more on the way. Uh, not proud, not proud, but, um, <laughs> kind of proud, but like, if you have a bunch of stuff, like, don't just put it in a pile somewhere, like, ha have it be in a nice place, and have it be organized, and, and just sort of take care of that sort of stuff, um, you're gonna think, you're not gonna realize it until you're doing a thing, and all of a sudden you feel like, oh, you want to do a tarot draw, and you're looking for that special, that one specific tarot deck that, you know, you're, like, vibing on at this moment that you haven't seen in six months. Okay, where were we? All right, I don't remember what the hell I was talking about because the camera did the thing and the, the time And then passed. we had to take a break and yeah, refill it's, our it's, drinks, it's, it's so... Fine. It's fine. Whatever, yeah. do the thing that I was just saying to do, assuming that I finished saying what it yeah, was so to do. Yeah, to, so to summarize that last point is um, start the new year fresh by giving your sacred space a deep clean and a dusting. Or yeah. think about setting one up if you don't have one already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So before we move on to the next one, um, uh, sponsor our fucking podcast. Uh, right now, we're sponsoring ourselves, our That's own right. podcast. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, yeah, visit our uh, Etsy shop, uh, Norgrove Enterprises. That's right. And uh, follow our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Norjive or whatever the heck. It's Norjive on YouTube. Just look it up. We do a bunch of stuff. Yep. Um, we have a bunch of programs coming up. We're That's doing, right. We're, we're bringing reviews. We're still doing reviews, movie reviews. We have a bunch of cool movies we're reviewing. Um, we're still doing Star Trek reviews. We're still doing Star Trek Thursdays. Uh, we're bringing in a vlog. We've named our house. And so we're doing like a house vlog. Yep. Sort of homestead style. It's all sort of about our life or maybe homestead stuff, whatever yeah. we feel yeah. like. Well, it's everything, right? It's, yeah. all, it's, it's all interconnected. Um, and then, uh, wife, uh, twitches. <laughs> She's twitch. I, She's fucking twitchy. I, do, uh, I stream on she Twitch. She live streams on Twitch. Twitches. Um, you got the Twitch, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, and that's on Thursday, so watch that, so yeah, do all the things that make yeah. us part of your lives, and then make us part of other people's lives, so yeah, that way to we our, can Yeah, uh, to our, to our, what, four listeners? Hey, four listeners. Yeah. 
You guys are the best. We love you. Yeah, we do love you. You're the best. (laughs) Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, So, Uh, so yeah, back back at it. Um, So that takes us to um, tip number five. Tip number five. Uh, You don't need to label your magical practice. Yeah, be Uh, cool with just kind of doing whatever you feel is right. Magic in general and witchcraftery have many, many, many different subsets. And uh, there's lots of posts, especially out there on social or videos, that that proclaim, like, if you're a forest witch, these are the things you like. Or if you're a kitchen witch, you do this. Or a lunar witch or a plant witch or whatever. Don't feel like you need to squeeze yourself into that box you know you don't have to be the kitchen witch type you don't have to be the this type if you want to go ahead but don't feel like you need to limit your craft by that i mean you can be a forest witch who lives in the city you be a sea witch who does lunar magic you be none of those witches you can take some of those pieces from all of those do whatever the fuck you want and then when you see that 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 meme about forest witches just be like this is uh this is pretty funny. I'm gonna like this on Instagram, and that's cool. Like yeah, like it, yeah. like I, people people sometimes people take stuff like far more seriously than yeah. is. I mean, fully I see necessary. those, and there's like I don't know, there's like a million types of witches. Oh, uh, but God, like yes. I see those, and I'm always like, oh, I wonder which one would be me. And then I look at it, and I'm like, that one's that's me. I'm that kind all of witch. Of them. And I then I go to them. the next slide, and I'm like, oh, that one's me too. I'm also that kind of witch. So it's totally okay to not label your practice or be that kind of witch you can be whoever you want to be in your magical practice like you can be eclectic you can be very focused and that's not just like the kitchen witch forest witch thing that's also going into um more traditional shall we say branches of witchcraft which are you know if you really like wicca you can be involved in wicca if you are a christian witch that's totally fine like you can do what you want and you don't need to feel like you want like you have to have a box to define you uh in your magical practice but also if you feel that that helps you in your magical practice by all means do that um don't let somebody make your boundaries for you if you're making boundaries make them for yourself. And if you choose a path that you think looks really cool, you can change it anytime you want. When I first started getting, um, getting involved in reading like magical stuff, uh, there was really only books about Wicca out there. And so, uh, clearly I thought I was a Wiccan because I didn't know what sure, else totally. there was. Yeah. Oh and... my God. Dude. I remember when every book that, that's, you're talking what, like early, Early 90s. Early 90s, yeah. yeah. When, like, every book you picked up was just, like, like how Wicca, Wicca stuff. I totally remember. I and read there just s- weren't books out I there otherwise. I read so many of those books back then. Yeah, yeah. so, As like... a wee kid. Yeah, so I thought, okay, well, clearly I'm a Wiccan because of how that stuff works. And then over time, I looked at it and, and was like, you know what, that's not really me. I don't actually really put myself in a box. Like, I am a witch who lives in a forest, yes. Um, but I also do stuff with the moon. I also do a lot of kitchen witchery. So I'm, I'm a very eclectic witch, and I like to do those things. But don't, just because I do those things, feel that you have to do those things or that you cannot do those things. Uh, and if you choose a path and you, you just kind of like don't feel it anymore, feel free to change that path anytime that you want. Dude, so, yeah, always be evolving. Yeah, always be evolving. What is that? A-B-E? Abe. B-Abe. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's a- what do you think, Abe Lincoln's? 
His first name was an acronym for Always Be Evolving Lincoln. That's what. That's it. Always Be Evolving Lincoln. That was yeah. clearly what his yeah. parents named him. Every, believe everything that, that you hear about Abe Lincoln. It's all true. <laughs> but don't believe everything that you read. That's our next point. Uh, <laughs> that's... Perfectly smooth transition again without knowing what's going on. Man, yeah. I am the so, right amount of drunk. That's what that so is, guys. So as Always Be Evolving Lincoln um, has famously said, don't believe everything you read on the internet. That's true. <laughs> Thank did, you, Abe Lincoln. He, Abe Lincoln one. did say that. <laughs> He did say that, yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of places that you can get information. And a lot of people, and this is really true in any space, not just the witchy space, but I'm going to say especially in the witchy space because it's huge right now. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are who come across as experts and who maybe will even tell you that they are an expert. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is you got to take that with a grain of salt yeah. because really it's just a compilation of what everybody knows. Real, real, real quick grain of salt. We're not experts. Yeah. We are two jackasses in a house. This is two yeah. jackasses plus one house plus DSLR equals you're listening to our stupid fucking faces. Yeah. So All right. We... We're not experts. We're giving you guys advice. We're talking about a thing. That's the point here is to build a community yeah. of like assholes who want to be like cool about stuff as opposed to judge jerks. No judge jerks in this place. Yeah. And you I know? mean, really what we're doing is we're just sharing our collective experiences. Yeah, yeah. And that's really what most years, people so. are doing is sharing their experiences. And my experiences are different than John's experiences oh, yeah. are different than a lot of other people's experiences. And, yeah. and just because something worked well like magically for me doesn't mean that it will for you totally 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 you know what it, think about think about something like practice in the form of um books that you like you can like star wars books and i don't like star wars books i like star trek books and she doesn't like neither of those books she wants fucking twilight books or whatever no no, no whatever i'm just uh, i'm naming books you can't say that it's fair. She doesn't. I want Lord of the Rings. I do not want anything to do with Twilight. Lord of the Rings books, fine, whatever. Um, that's fair, right? And there's and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and there's it, there, it, nobody's being put down for it or anything like that. And you know what? It, it's it, you're gonna. You're, there's a million people trying to sell you the 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 secret to success or yeah. whatever. Because remember, people want to make money. Right? I mean, you know, that's the thing that moves the world around. And so you're going to have a lot of people that claim to be experts. And you're going to have a lot of people who aren't even claiming to be experts and are and are doing something with good intent. But, but maybe that thing isn't right for you. And be okay to disagree with those people. You know? Uh, Julie and I have incredibly different forms of practice. Um, and the, and not only what we do, but the manner in which we do it. And and so it's one of those things where, like, sometimes she'll be like, oh, look at these cards, what do you think about this, whatever. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, look at this, what do you think about this, whatever. And, and we'll do that. And sometimes it's like, hey, like, this is just what this is for me, man. Yeah. You know, and it might mean something completely different to her, but it's like, this is what it means to me, and that's just what I'm feeling. So it's really... The idea is like is, like, you know, listen to advice with a grain of salt, but, like, like sort of be okay with disagreeing yeah yeah just you because know? just because you really like what somebody is saying about something doesn't mean that you have to follow exactly what it is that they're saying totally and totally. really that is uh it's it's like really all about using your best judgment so if somebody tells you to do something you have to think about whether that thing 
should should be done. You know, common sense does have a place in magic, uh, but especially if you're dealing with fire or if you're talking about putting something in or on your body. Yeah. Um, so and if you're being shown something exemplified on the internet, listen, like we were around, we've all been around. We know photoshopping is a thing. Yeah. Like Iron Man, I'm not trying to blow people's minds here. Iron Man, Tony Stark, that's an actor and some CGI guys. Oh uh, my God. What? I thought <laughs> yeah. that was a real no. dude. Right, no. but like, but like, real talk, right? Like, you can, you have seen the stupid videos on on Facebook or YouTube or wherever where somebody's like putting ketchup on an apple and turning it gold or some fucking yeah. dumb shit like that, right? And it's like you, when you see somebody do something and they're telling you this is a great thing to do, if common sense dictates that that's a risk specifically yeah. a fire risk yeah i think Don't at this point it. like we've all seen a video where somebody's trying to use fire to do something and it does not work out for them like the latest one that i saw that like sticks with me is um these guys sitting around a table drinking and then they pour alcohol like 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 probably vodka on their heads and then they light it on fire and then that guy has to light the head on fire of the guy next to him and then he can put out his flaming head guys don't do that like like think about that kind of stuff and and like i uh i saw there were there I've, I've seen posts and i've seen tiktoks about people putting like stuff in their candles for instance and um you know they're talking about putting herbs in your candles to help with your intentions and stuff or to put offerings in your candle if you have candles for specific deities or entities you're working with and um i'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. Um, don't put shit in candles. Don't put stuff in candles because candles are fire, and that's gonna light it on fire. Yeah, listen. Like, if, if you it's have, gonna get if you have on fire. a fire pit outside in a safe area, not underneath a bunch of trees, and you want to like burn a thing, that's fine. That's in a safe place. If you have a fireplace set up in or designed that can handle that sort of input, then you can do that sort of a thing. But a a fucking candle from Target on your trestle drawers and you're and you're putting a half a sheet of notebook paper on it because you're trying to burn an intention you're you're risking a large fire yeah I, like I fully support you doing whatever the fuck you need to do to and like, I fully like, support like do working your with like do fire. your magical practice and I have no problem with fire like our house is primarily heated by fire I start I start fires good dude yeah. Right. Well, and I magically, I do a lot of work with fire. I like to do yeah. pyromancy, which is divination using fire yeah, and candles. Totally. But you, you know. do it safely. You be safe. Oh my God, do not risk your life because you saw a thing on the internet. That's yeah. really the way you need to be thinking about that. Yeah, don't don't put stuff in a candle. The next thing that um, that is common sense that... I've been seeing a lot of people do, and again, this is not just, this is like posts, and this is like TikToks, and this is like videos, but also like I've seen these water bottles that like are crystals, and you like have the crystal in the water bottle, and you fill the water bottle, and it gives you like crystal water, which helps with your, you know, to, to imbue whatever properties the crystal has in the water, which you then drink, so you get that, right? So, um that's fine if you want to do that i'm not going to hate on that but you need to do your research first and that's because some crystals and stones are uh porous first of all so they have tiny holes in them uh and some crystals and stones 
uh, will dissolve in water. And some crystals and stones are toxic. So you gotta make sure that what you're doing is safe when it comes to that. Yeah. And and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna hold your hand and make sure that that crystal water bottle that you're buying is safe. Yeah. Remember, an article you read online wants you to continue to read the article, so they're gonna say some crazy shit sometimes. Yeah. Like you gotta have the wherewithal to like sort of question authority about this. Like when you read one article and it says like drink fucking what amethyst water like that shit's dope or whatever go on some forums find another article make sure that amethyst water won't kill you because yeah. it because legitimately it fucking might but also if the idea is to drink water with some tiny rocks in one tiny rocks might have bacteria on them like you don't wash your rocks all the time you right? could also maybe choke on them if they're and, not like... and also yeah like you <laughs> like you might legit like be like oh i'm pumping this rock back fucking whatever rock in the throat it's just dumb don't yeah. do it right uh, and, be and that's smart also, about this shit i mean if you want to do if you want to imbue your water with crystals i mean yeah. do the crystals next to the water yeah guide your intentions that way uh and also like eating stuff so um you know don't eat stuff you shouldn't be eating and i'm specifically yeah, eat gonna food. focus on this wild trend of ingesting selenite selenite is beautiful it's super pretty it's very grounding it's a nice all-purpose sort of um thing but i have recently seen a huge amount of things where people are telling you out there to grind your selenite into tiny pieces and then eat it so that you can be grounded. Don't do that. Selenite is a crystal and at the microscopic level it has tiny little burrs in it and it can make you really sick and it can be really bad for your insides. So if it's not food, don't eat it. And when you're going uh, with herbs, it, make sure that those are also safe to eat. So like ivy is like english ivy or just you know climbing ivy that you find outside that is a great herb for protection so if you want to yeah. get in that protection spell don't make yourself a tea with ivy it's toxic yeah don't do that to yourself yeah uh, and the same thing kind of goes with using like um herbs that are not toxic you know they're not going to kill you if, on the outside if but you're, they're not good for if, you if either. you study herbalism you know what herbs you can and cannot eat if you do not study herbalism but you are interested in it begin by studying herbalism so you know what herbs to eat and not to eat because don't poison yourself i yeah. mean really let's be honest everything that we're saying right now is if you see some shit on the internet don't kill yourself about yeah. it. Yeah, and, and the that's last one about. is moon and rainwater. So um, you can totally do moon water. You can totally do rainwater. All that stuff is great. But if you're planning on drinking that or using that in like a bath or something, you need to be extra careful that the water that you are using has not spoiled. And I know you'd be thinking like spoiled. How does water spoil? There's bacteria in water and there's bacteria, well, in the air literally everywhere but you want to make sure that when you have something like that you are you know if you want to do moon water so that you can drink it get yourself a like a bottle of water from the store don't open it and put it out you know put it to be charged by the moon so that's the easiest way to do it and then you can drink that water so generally if you are putting water into a receptacle uh for that to be moon or rain or whatever your purpose is 
don't don't drink it. Don't put it in a bath because there are pathogens that can be found out there that can make you very sick. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, just be smart and be safe. And I mean, I'm not talking about being paranoid or whatever, but just be smart and safe about shit. Yeah. 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 And that yeah. being said, um like next on the mom train of 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 pieces of this uh not just not just don't believe everything you read but don't believe everything you see not everything is a sign sometimes things just happen yeah. like did you find a gray feather on the ground it could be a sign indicating that peace is coming your way or it could just be that you're near a nest of pigeons. We literally have pigeons that roost uh, outside our house and we find gray feathers all the time. So finding a gray feather is really nice, but not necessarily magical. Uh, but also look for synchronicities. If you find a feather on the ground after each time you do a magical session or a meditation or something, that could be a sign. Um, and bad things in your life are not a sign that someone has hexed you. Yeah. I'm going to actually say that again. Bad things that happen in your life are not a sign that someone has hexed you. Sometimes bad things just happen. Uh, if you're not sure if something is a sign or not, write it down. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but write it down and then like, you know, see what the common thread there is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, tip number seven, learn, learn more about your craft. Yeah. Study. Yeah, so Everything. research is key. Read All up on time. stuff that you're curious Everywhere. about or things that resonate with you. If you don't know how to even begin to research, um, check out your local library. Uh, a lot of libraries have the ability for you to reserve books as well. Um, most libraries will not give the list of books that you're you know, checking out to like your parents, if you're concerned about something like that, if you're like in a, you know, position where you're in the broom closet, um, you can also get books on Kindle, which is an, you know, which is obviously like you can have, uh, you know, like you can have like a Kindle, uh, but you can also just like use the app on your phone there. Um, physical books, websites, blogs, social media posts, people that you know in the witchy space, your friends, uh, podcasts like us, uh, YouTube also like us, all have info. But that doesn't mean that you see one article or you read one book and that's that's the answer. You gotta, yeah. I, always, I always try to use the rule of three. I'm going to look at three different things about this one thing that I'm trying to research. And then I'm going to decide if I need to know more about that or if those things have given it to me. And if all three things are telling me the same thing, then I know that I'm looking at some good information. But if I'm seeing three different things, then I want to keep going. Um, and you should also do research deities and spirits and entities that you want to work with if you decide to work with them. Um, you want to, before you call upon an entity, to research them. You want to, you want to know as much as you can about them before you start working with them. You want to know their general disposition, what things that, you know, people call upon them for, uh, their likes, their dislikes, their preferred offerings, any risks of working with them, any specific rewards, other people's personal experiences, um, because you don't want to be invoking something into your life that's actually going to be not that great for you. Um, you know, and it seems like super metal, like, oh, let's summon Lilith or Baphomet, but maybe that's not really the deity, the entity that's going to work well for you. And that's not even like, it could be really bad and possess you. That's just a generality. You think before you act on a bunch of shit, right? 
Yeah. So think before you magic or whatever. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, you know, a lot of this, a lot of this shit is honestly fairly self-explanatory. Yeah. But it does need to be said because you know we get sort of caught up in it sometimes, and we yeah. don't realize that maybe we're we're partaking in in a practice or an understanding mm -hmm. or or a psychology or a thought that's just like absurd. Yeah. Totally. You know? So. A lot of people also ask how to write a spell. And as far as researching, um, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it, but here's the way that I like to do it. So I start by looking up correspondences for the intent of the spell. And for this, I'm gonna use the same example of a protection spell. So, uh, so, in doing some research for this, there's a ton of things. This is by no means an exhaustive list of the stuff because I wasn't going to sit here and read like 30 different herbs to you guys. It's true. She wasn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, so some herbs that you can use for protection are bay, blackberry, cactus, carnation, cinnamon, clover, dragon's blood, ivy, oak, sea salt yes i know sea salt isn't an herb you're welcome it's a plant it's it's that's i, I categorize that there so of those things like you got one of them salt plants growing <laughs> i got a salt uh, plant. i got a water salt plant it makes <laughs> ocean salt motherfucker don't even worry about that so um you know of those uh, of that list like it's pretty easy to like look up these correspondences and go oh like i've got that at home or like whoa i've never read that i've never seen that before like dragon's blood is an herb I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I've been practicing magic for like 20 years. I don't know. I'm more than 20 years, like 30 years. I've been practicing magic. I don't know what dragon's blood is. I've never held dragon's blood as an herb in my hand. I, I, I couldn't begin to tell you what that even is. Well, you see, what um, you do is you, you find yourself a lizard what with has taken to the sky and started breathing fire. <laughs> then what you do is you uh, stab it in the fucking neck and you yeah. just drain the gloop out, and that gloop right there, we call that shit blood. Yeah. And we call flying <laughs> lizards with fire faces, dragons. You got yourself right there. So, Bowl like, dragon if you have a spell that's, that's asking, so, like, if you see a spell and you want to do that spell, and that spell's telling you dragon's blood, do some research and use one of those other protection herbs that I said yeah. instead. Yeah, well, yeah, this is the thing, right? If you look up, like, an herbology list from a magical standpoint, you're going to see, okay, you're doing a money spell. It's asking for rose quartz. You don't got fucking rose quartz, right? So when you look at rose quartz, it's going to use a series of words to describe what it can do. You find the one that yeah. equals money shit. Then you find another rock that you yeah. have that equals money shit of equal or lesser value. Yeah. You could as go. far as rocks go for protection spell, yeah. you can use carnelian or quartz. Clear quartz is basically like the catch-all. Uh, jade, labradorite, onyx, pearl, turquoise, ruby, and zoocyte. Which is some, which is like an exotic stone for me, and, and that's what. Zoocyte. So, yeah, ruby and zoocyte. Oh. It's a, uh, it's actual rubies, and it's in like a green like stone. It's really zoocyte, pretty. Yeah, yeah zoocyte. So, um, you know, if if a spell is calling, same thing for the herbs. If a spell is calling for you to use some sort of rock, and you don't have that rock, try using a different rock. There's other rocks. Uh, for protection spells, uh, for colors, you can use black and light blue and white. If you want to do it in conjunction with a specific phase of the moon, you would be looking at doing it with a full moon. Um, and then you can look at like animals. Uh, so protection animals are cats, dogs, dolphins, 
dragon, raven, a seal. Like, not the guy that sings Kiss from a Rose, the other kind of seal. <laughs> There's no other kind of seal. There's just one. <laughs> there can be Deep only one. I fucking love that song, dude. Dude, I remember doing, like, a full-ass English, like, breakdown in high school of that of song in like English class, like my senior year or whenever the heck we did it, where they're like, we're gonna break this song down. We gotta understand what its similes of and metaphors are and you shit. Did. Yeah, dude, I remember that shit. That song, <laughs> I know too much about it. <laughs> and you can use other things too. You can use like symbols or sigils. You can use runes. You can use found items, like small toys, little pictures, whatever you want. Um, but what I do is I look when I'm creating a spell and see what's recommended. And then I narrow it down to the stuff I have access to. And then I narrow that down further to decide what I want to use. You'd really be surprised how much stuff that's that is that is a you know like a spell component that you already have in your house uh or that you can very easily get so um once i've done that i look up spells that other people have done to sort of see like what are they saying what are they doing how long is it like what are they what do they got there and then use that to write your own spell uh and your spell can be simple or it could be complex, it can be poetry, it can rhyme, or it can be plain words, uh, it can be long, or it can be short. It's whatever it is that you think is going to work for you. If you don't want to deal with a super short spell because you think that you really want the pomp and circumstance of, a, of like a full-on thing, then do a big full-on thing. But don't be afraid to think outside the cauldron, right? So, um, you know, one thing that you can also do is you can, especially, this is something that will work especially well for people that are in the broom closet, is find a way to make it part, uh, a disguised part of your routine. So, like, I put together a quick dinner dinner ritual for protection. So this is protection tacos. You guys are welcome. Uh, so... Wear a color associated with protection. Wear black or light blue or white or all of those or none of those, whatever you want. <clears throat> and wear that color while you're making yourself dinner. And for dinner, you're going to make yourself tacos, whatever protein you want there. But if you've got cumin, garlic, lettuce, lime, onion, all those are protection-based uh, herbs or foods so all of those work so make your tacos season them with some cumin and some garlic put some lettuce on there you can squeeze limes chopped onions uh and have and eat those tacos leave out a bit of a taco as an offering next to a figurine i think it's the light the battery is dying i don't yeah but it's not that whatever I, okay. maybe it's a tiny fuck, fuck that light sorry know. guys it just went strobe light on yeah. us um, <laughs> so, uh, so you got your tacos leave some out as an offering next to a figurine of a protection animal or just somewhere where you do your offerings you don't need to leave a whole taco i usually leave a small bite of something out as an offering i don't leave like a giant thing but if you want to leave a whole taco out go ahead but that's one less taco you get to eat <laughs> uh, and watch a movie about like knights in shining armor or something that means protection to you like and then use that as your protection ritual simple easy there you go yeah done so um do your research figure study it out, out. yeah study down. up yeah, do, or, or you know st study your shit up yeah it usually takes me 
a couple of hours or a couple of days to do research for a spell. It takes me a while. Yeah. Uh, and to then three fucking years to name the house we live in. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. All right. Well, that takes us to our next point. Yeah, we're back. Which is tip number eight. Write it down. Yeah, write that shit down. Write um. it down. Uh, you know, like when you're reading like a book or like you're watching a movie or something and like somebody goes into like a library or they like find a book and it's like the grimoire of like some famous or ancient wizard or witch and then the character uses those spells. Uh, do that. I mean, I guess you could find like a crazy book, but like start writing your own. Why not? I mean, it seems very mundane, but like that's how that stuff like like works you know so I my recommendation is that you get yourself two books you get yourself a book of shadows and a grim and a book that'll be your grimoire so these are both blank books so what I recommend is use the grimoire for correspondences and references <coughs> like templates if you've come up with like a spell that you really like or like your sabbat ritual like write that in your grimoire that's for stuff that's like reference basically textbook um and then use your book of shadows to write down what it is that you're actually doing in your magical practice practice make your book of shadows like your journal uh and it doesn't need to be like a pretty book unless you want one um but a pretty book can be really hard to write in for fear of messing it up i am so super feeling that like I get like a pretty book and then I'm just like oh I want to write in it but like I need to be I need to like write it perfectly and I need to like plan out what pages go where and stuff yeah um, you don't need to do that you don't need to do that use whatever it is that you're comfortable with using you could use a binder and binder paper uh, because then you can rearrange stuff and you can add like tabs or whatever it can be like a like a bound notebook or like a fancy bound book it can be like a document that you write on your laptop or whatever and like save it in like a folder or like your google drive heck it can even be on your notes app on your phone like just write it down uh, because writing it down is going to help you to know how your spells are working and to know what it is that you did like I especially like using it on uh, pulling tarot cards like recently uh, so back in the summer I pulled some tarot cards for a friend uh, and then recently that same friend has had some changes happen in their life and I went back and looked at the cards that I pulled for them and was like oh wow okay like I see how this is like how these cards like told me what was going to happen and what is actually like happening with that you know so it not only is like for you for reference but it also helps you to look back and see not just like the accuracy but to see how things are manifesting um you know so write it down i know you were started recently writing stuff down yeah so the thing with writing it down, the kind of like coolest thing with writing it down is that you can kind of find whatever formulation works best for you. So I have tried to, I, I have bought every, every dope looking journal you can think of. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have tried so many times. I've done a ton of traveling in my life. I've been to Europe several times with my family and, and, um, like, I have always thought of, like, oh, it'd be so cool to, like, keep a journal. 
Um, and I have zero desire to keep a journal. I don't care. Right. And, and the crazy part is I'm a writer. Like I'm yeah. and I write a lot, but I just don't like, I don't, what I do is sort of, I don't fucking care. Right. I can't keep a journal. And it's the same thing with like, I like, like I always did just sort of rune readings, um, for a long time and early in my like magical career for a lack of better words. And, um, I would just, I would just like pull runes and read them and then be done with that. Yeah. Right. I never kept any records of anything or anything like that. It was just like a spur of the moment thing. Um, and then, uh, Julie got me into tarot and, and I have a and now you concerning have a number of tarot <laughs> cards and I have a problem. It's cool. Um, but, uh, so, and like, she writes everything down and, she, and I've just, I've just, I've tried in fits and starts. And like, for me, uh, I, when I write, I write like sh horror short stories. Uh, I write on my phone most of the time yeah. because I, for me, inspiration is like a, like a, a bolt of lightning. It's like, I got to start writing right now. And then I'll just write. And, I'll, and sometimes I'll write, I mean, it'll hit me like a Saturday morning and I'll write for like three hours on my phone. Yeah. Like just nonstop pacing around the house, just writing. And so like, I, I've tried so hard to get that to work for tarot to be able to write down like what the reading is and all that. And I honestly only got into it because I bought this Star Trek themed Starfleet <laughs> Command <laughs> journal where you have like the star date and like, cap it's like the yeah. captain's log. It's this, like, dumb little cardboard <laughs> journal thing that we got at, like, a used bookstore or some shit like that. And, um, there's just, it's so perfect to write in, man. I fucking yeah. love it. It's so, it, and it has, like, a little spaces that I've defined for where I'm gonna write certain things. And it just works. And it's nice. And, it, and, it, and it's not just me writing. Like, what I, I, like... When I write stuff down, I have a very specific structure for the way I write. Uh, I, I brew a lot. Yeah. And I do like a lot of the kind of sciences that require psychotic amounts of notation. Yeah. So I'm like very specific when I do notation. But like I have that and then every inch of the page that isn't my very specific style of notation is just like sketches and symbols and drawings and runes and shit yeah. that I was just vibing on while I was doing the reading. Um, and it's awesome and I super yeah. enjoy it. And to be perfectly frank, I think what helped get me into it was um, uh, the Inktober. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really refining my art style in Inktober. So, I mean, you know, really the thing is there is like, is like write everything down, like keep a record, you know, try to, it'll help you refine your craft, but also look to outside sources for things that can help you develop where that craft is going to be. Yeah. I mean, if it weren't for Inktober, I would not have defined my art style as much as, as much as I had. Yeah. Because by the end, I, I had, it was very clear what my style of art was. Um, and I'd never had that sort of clarity before with being able to, like, write, like, art off the cuff, draw off the cuff. Um, but, um, between Inktober and Nanarimo for writing and for art, I've been able to express my magical practice in a much more specific and refined and intentive way. Which, which is sort of one of those interesting things where yeah. it's like, by writing it down, even if what I was writing down was just like a bunch of prompts from the internet, right? Or, or whatever, 
it was it allowed me to improve to a point where I'm able to do this more efficiently and and where I'm more comfortable with it and where I appreciate the work I'm doing and I'm not forcing myself to do it because if you're doing something and you don't want to do it I can't stress this enough don't do it if you don't want to do a thing don't do a thing like hard don't do that thing if you don't want to do it especially about magic yeah don't do magical shit that you're if you're not if you're like i don't know about that shit don't fucking do it do the research until you feel okay with that shit or find some other shit yeah like it's high risk you know low reward high risk don't do it you know what i'm saying so you know that that's part of it it's just like find the things that yeah, find the things that you love and then do them whatever yeah. Yeah. all the sayings <laughs> Was that from our uh, our friend always be... Oh, man, what was the E? Oh, I have no fucking... I don't remember. I forgot. Our friend, Abe Lincoln, always be excelling. Uh, so, tip number... Always be Excelsior. Excelsior! Yeah, Excelsior. Always be Eureka? No. Always be... Eritrean. That, that food is delicious. That food is delicious. Goddamn. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, uh, I don't remember. Prom anyway, nine. number nine, find friends in your space. Uh, and this works just as well if you're in the broom closet uh, because you might have a witchy friend in real life that you can talk to. It's really helpful even if you consider yourself in the broom closet and you're afraid to talk to somebody about it or if you consider yourself a solitary practitioner. It's helpful to find people out there who are receptive to your practice and that you can talk to. And if you decide that you want to do magic with them, uh, then you totally can, but you don't necessarily need to do that, and that's fine. Uh, it doesn't have to be something so structured as a coven, you know, or anything like that. I've actually never joined a coven, per se. Sure, But yeah. I do have a lot of friends that I can talk to, and, um, you know, don't underestimate the power of the internet. You can find people that don't know you that you, you know, you're just like a profile picture. Oh, like, yeah. you know, we you can, can be your friends. If you want to talk about crazy witchy stuff and just, like, chit-chat. Yeah, man. We would love just, to be your friends. Like, DM us on Instagram. Clearly, on we Insta like talking about Facebook this stuff a lot. Yeah. So much so that we made a podcast. Yeah. But, uh, dude, I can't tell you how many how many friends we have that we talk to specifically about magical practice with regard to, like, maybe doing drawings for them and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, 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 like, you know, they have a thing or a feeling or a vibe or whatever, and they just kind of want to talk it out. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's, it's, like... Friends shouldn't pressure you. Yeah. Right? Well, like, make sure that when you find friends in a space, and especially on the internet, and especially nowadays, and all the fucking... Ugh, but, like, make sure people aren't taking advantage of you. If if you find somebody that's supportive and, and, and good for you on the internet, but it feels like you're being taken advantage of, seek somebody else out, get verification, and, and yeah. if it's not safe or not cool, don't do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, the point is, is like, is like find friends, but friends help each other. Friends don't pressure each other. Mm -hmm. Friends don't, you know, friends don't put each other down or make each other feel bad. That's not how that fucking works. Yeah. You well, know? and I mean, you can find a lot of friends on the internet, so, you know, don't underestimate that. You, no, oh my God. Yeah. You use know, the internet. You can use dude, TikTok and Reddit, friends. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, literally all of the social media ones have places that you can connect with like-minded witchy people. Yeah. But, um, And by... if you are in the broom closet, maybe consider starting a second specifically witchy Instagram. Yeah. Or something yeah. along well, those we lines. Know, we know several, we do know several, several people who bunch of people actually yeah. who their instagrams are separate from their like witchy instagrams and it's a pretty good idea in fact 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't talk to people who aren't witchy about witchy stuff. I have friends that are not witchy at all, and I can talk to them about witchy stuff just like they can talk to me about their choice of religion. I don't try to pressure them into it. They don't try to pressure me into anything. And, um, you know, I'm not bringing it up all the time. It's part of a healthy um, friendship as well. So just because you may not know anybody in person that's witchy doesn't mean that you can't talk to someone about it. Yeah, I mean, um, faith is faith and, like, not everybody's gonna agree. So we have to be yeah. cool with... And I love talking to people who disagree with me about well, almost everything because yeah. I'm super confrontational. But um, no, especially about this kind of stuff uh, because it makes for introspective thought. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know? that being said, don't keep somebody around or a group of people around because that's all that you've got. Um, if they're toxic, uh, even if it's just to keep up with their drama, no. uh, it's like that law of attraction thing. You don't want to keep perpetuating that kind of negativity or drama in yeah. your life. Well, pieces of shit are going to be pieces of shit. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's that's I mean, what that is. I mean, really, know? it's like it's like buying a pack of strawberries. Like you get like one of those little plastic clamshells of strawberries from the store, and like they all look totally fine. You put them in the fridge; they're just chilling, and then one gets moldy, and then the ones next to the moldy ones start to get soft and moldy and then the next ones and the next ones and the next ones um and it spreads so yeah. like so does negativity negativity breeds negativity and even if you say that you're just watching it for like the giggles because it's funny to see how dysfunctional and like messed up people are like do you really need that in your life? Yeah, like, man. is there, I mean, even, you know, if you're spending five minutes a day looking at something like that, is that five minutes that you would maybe rather be spending somewhere else? Are you like me where you say you have so many things that you want to do and you don't have the time yet you're there and looking at people's drama on the internet for like 15 or 20 minutes a day, yeah. like make the conscious decision to step away from that. Yeah. And the same thing and goes, don't, don't don't judge yourself against those people. Yeah. And and this is the thing, right? It's easy to point out the friend that, like, oh, you met this person online or you know this person from high school or, or whatever, and or you know this person from college or from an old job or whatever the fuck, and it's like, like you know, what they're doing and what they're saying online puts you down or makes you feel bad, right? That's the easy one, right? But it's also... Don't put yourself in a place where you have, where you're constantly looking at some, whether it's a witchy person or a model or a race car driver or anything in the world, Fortune 500 CEO, it doesn't matter, whatever the heck, and, and, and you dwell on feeling bad by looking at their content, right? I mean, if something's deleteriously affecting your mental health, then then you need to find a way to, to like, sort of either extradite yourself from that situation or, you know, become okay with it. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but it's, it's that idea that, like, you know, like, you know, you need to find people in your space and, and you need to have... You know, you need to make sure that you're not bringing drama into your stuff. And if it, even if it doesn't feel like you're bringing drama into it, but you know that every time you see this person's post, you know, you feel like shit because you're not doing the thing that you said you were going to do at the beginning of the year or whatever. Well, then just fucking stop looking at their shit, dude. 
right? Because there's no, you don't gain anything from negative emotions. Yeah. I, I, I say this all the time, right? You, there's, there's no benefit in being upset at somebody and not action right like an actionable problem you come up with a solution for it you make action you resolve that problem and sometimes resolving that problem is legitimately just being like that all of that shit is over there and it's not over here anymore we now have distance it's not my problem I'm yeah done. right well the same goes for like people that you follow that like you kind of hate yeah. <laughs> you know or people who just like willing, don't get yeah. caught up in internet drama i yeah, can't don't. stress this enough especially it doesn't matter who are like nobody cares what happens what yeah. famous people are doing none of it matters it doesn't and it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad or left or right or red or blue it it's just a famous person yeah and we don't need to make ourselves feel bad because some fucking famous person some emotion Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and that's really what yeah. it comes down well, to. Well, and I mean, even if they're not famous, like, you know, that same thing goes for like those groups of people or just people in general that are like, I'm going to hex this group or this this object like that's not what a hex is that's not how that stuff works like don't keep that kind of like this negative, negative energy stuff dude. like, yeah, in. don't keep those moldy strawberries in your fridge, honey. Yeah. Real talk, dude. Toss yeah. those strawberries. Yeah, so the last point, and actually I think the most important one, uh, really, is don't give up. Yeah, never give up, never surrender. Yeah, never give up, never surrender. Yeah, like uh, grab <laughs> Thor's hammer, or whatever the fuck. So, I mean, it can be really easy to, like, look at somebody's post or hear what results somebody had from a spell that they did and to feel like your spells aren't working, or aren't working as well. Um, some spells are slower working than others. Uh, don't keep... Um, you know, don't keep judging yourself against that. Some spells have more subtle results and uh, some spells backfire or just don't work at all. Like that's a thing that just happens. So, you know, you don't have to worry about about that. Your spells are your spells and there's nothing that you need to do uh, about that other than just keep yourself positive and keep yourself motivated, you know, like think about your intentions for the spell and if it didn't work and where your head was when you were doing that spell were you distracted were you like doubtful that it wouldn't work you know um were you you know maybe just like having a bad day or something uh you know make sure that you're writing that spell down in your book of shadows periodically go back and update that page with what your perceived results of the spell were so like if you did a spell jar um first of all write that down in your book of shadows write down your little protection spell jar or whatever it is and um you know when you feel like you see it working write that down if it's been like a week and you're not noticing anything write that down too uh you know who you know it's it's there are things that you don't necessarily see like because you're in it all the time and then you go back and you look at it and you're like oh wow that actually did do something for yeah. me you know uh, and then just keep working at it Magic is like a muscle. Every time you work it, it gets stronger. Every time you do a spell, your spells do better. It's Every called time. practice. Yeah. Practice it. Yeah, just like do a workout, stuff. though. Give yourself time to rest. Casting a spell, doing a ritual takes uh, like a toll. It's almost like a little hangover that you get yeah. in a way from it. Like allow yourself time to rest. And don't rush yourself for a deadline. I mean, really, the thing is, is that... 
when you're doing when you when you're practicing whatever you're practicing whether it's some sort of religion or some sort of worship or some sort of magic or some sort of whatever when you're doing something right you need to be in the space to do that right you don't need to follow a calendar you know and and you need to be okay with and you know this is one of those things where sometimes you and you see it a lot on the internet people get they get real caught up in specificity right but it's like listen if you if your stew that you want to use for a ritual isn't going to be ready until the day after whatever the hell the date for some sabbath is then do it the day after like that's fine that's when it's ready man you know like don't don't build barriers against yourself Yep. Right. We rarely do our Sabbath stuff actually Holy on the Sabbath. Shit. Oh my god. Or if yeah, we're it's doing so like with mood the timing magic. or because a chicken decided to start being a piece of shit or what the heck ever. Yeah, you, you you have to understand that there is there is practical perfection and then there's practical reality. Yeah. Right? There's there's this there's this Whatever, like, sort of bold CGI, like, kind of big brain idea of what you want to accomplish from a specific thought or task or idea or, 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 or series of, of events or whatever the hell, right? A ritual or magic or, or what have you, spell, right? Uh, and then there's the reality of what actually unfolds. Maybe you stutter over a word right maybe the day before you find some feathers but it doesn't mean nothing and sometimes yeah. the day before you find some feathers and that shit hits you like a ton of bricks and sometimes you do a thing and and you don't really see anything come of it and then like a, like a month later or a couple of weeks later or whatever you uh you sort of look back at it and like you know maybe you get back to your altar space or you or you go out to where you did a thing or or what have you and you realize that like you know you were coming into this whole thing with just like a lot of rage and hate that wasn't necessary or maybe you were coming into this thing with with a desperation and a fear because you had just got whatever bad news or whatever and 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 nothing happened because the best result would be that nothing happened like yeah. I say this all the time to people, be okay with failure because we learn more from failure as a scientist and from a scientific perspective. And I approach everything um, that way. Because it's so true. Shit. It's so true. And when you tell me that and it has to do with something where like I am like, oh, no, I, I failed at something. I get super mad. Yeah, I get no, very listen, upset. It's very when you upsetting tell me to be to okay be, with failure because I'm like, no, it's very I upsetting to be told that, and it's very and it's very upsetting to. This is the thing, right? We have to individually, each one of us, have to admit to whatever that shit is that you don't want to admit to. That that little blue dress that you have at the back of your closet with, like, the gold fringe, and it's got, like, the shoulders, but, like, you think you can do the shoulders, you're, you, you think you can pull them off. Well, that shit looks dumb on you. The shoulders are a little clowny, right? And, like, you don't want to believe it, and, like, your friend kind of handed at it that one time, but, like, you don't want to believe it, and it's that thing. And, and the, the crazy part is, is that we get taught this very often right i mean it's the moral of like 50 percent of rom-coms to be completely fucking yeah frank, right but it's a moral that we're often taught but we don't often want to internalize because 
it's one thing to make a mistake, and it's another thing to admit. And not just be like, you're right, I made a mistake, but really understand, like, listen, I was upset when I started doing this, and I was moving a little fucking rashly, and I knocked the fucking glass over, and it spilled on the laptop, and like, my keys aren't sticky because a beer spilled. My keys are sticky because I made a mistake. I made an irrational decision, and I overreacted, and I need to not do that, and I have to learn from this. That takes effort. That takes a lot of effort and time. And that's where all, all ten of these fucking things will help you with this. And, and, and this, is, this is as much a part of your life outside of practice as it is part of your life inside of practice, is that you need to be okay with... Sometimes your tarot deck's gonna tell you to shut the fuck up because you're being a piece of shit. And sometimes your spell isn't gonna work because you're just being a vindictive prick because you're upset. And it's fine to be upset. We're all human. We all feel things, right? But we also have to know when we are making decisions based on feelings as opposed to decisions based on what we know is the right decision to make. And I'm not saying that sometimes people don't deserve to be cursed because fuck those motherfuckers. Like, that shit is real talk, <laughs> right? Fuck some motherfuckers. A hundred percent, right? But that's the difference, is, is that we need to have, and, and part of that don't give up, and really the point of all these ten is that we need to admit to ourselves, we, the most important person to you is you. And if you aren't your best friend and your greatest, your closest confidant and, and your seat of, of, of confidence and wisdom and stuff like that, you risk making mistakes and taking advantage of and being taken advantage of and all these things. And, and when sometimes something will happen and it's not going to be good, but in the long run, it means something good because you have the opportunity to learn. Don't let failure not be educational because then you just failed and you have the right to be upset about that. But if you can take that failure and you can convert it, you can learn from it, then you become better because of it and more because of it, then that wasn't truly a failure. It was a success because you became a better person. And that's the way that you need to look at these things and the way that you need to study your craft and the way that you need to accept failures and changes and adaptations and misunderstandings and misgivings and changes in whatever the fuck because real life changes if we have learned anything in the last 12 fucking months it has been that sometimes shit just doesn't make any sense for so long and with so many people that you're like what if i stayed in my fucking house because fuck outside of this place and that's that's real life you know that's a hundred percent yeah you know, yeah. and and so the goal with 2021 is recognizing that and growing from it, right? Recognize everything and grow from it. And, you know, we, we just kind of rapid succession, 10 things to you. And, um, you know, we, we told you our opinions of it. But part of this and part of this podcast is you telling us your opinions on it. What do you think yeah. of the 10? How do you feel about any of the things that we said? If you disagree... That's good. What was Disagreements your educational. Yeah, what was your favorite tip? What was some shit that you've been striving at for a while that you just haven't really locked in, you yeah. know? Are you now going to try to do a protection taco dinner ritual? 
I mean, tacos are always good. Taco Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, and you know, so I guess really the best way to put it is that like these were 10 tips to make your new year more magical, to give you a magical new year. Yeah. Right? And, and to sort of wrap things up rather bluntly, um, keep working. Keep learning, keep trying, and inevitably everybody can find success. And if your success doesn't look the same as somebody else's, that's all right, man. Success is different for everybody. Everybody's different. Yeah. You know, and be okay. Celebrate our differences. Celebrate what makes us special, right? Like, don't rely on what other people are telling you about that stuff as we tell you about that stuff but yeah either fucking way right i've been john norgrove this has been julie we Hi. we we are and this is the horn and, and cauldron podcast. podcast yeah and and you know what um we hope you enjoyed this episode yeah uh like this comment share it subscribe it leave us a review on the podcast yeah. stuff tell us what you want to learn tell about us what, what you, you want to learn about, about. Uh, follow us on social we'll start doing that yeah check out okay. uh, check out nerdjive.com which is the main website that yeah. we run that'll take you to all of our social media stuff as well as um, you know the notes for these show and a way yep. to get a hold of us yep. and uh, we hope that our four listeners uh, check in with us next time yeah yeah stay magical dogs stay, stay magical, magical.